podcast with Mike and Musky. Good evening, everyone. It's nine o'clock. It's Sunday. It's the Crack House podcast. My name is Michael Sullivan. Joining me, as always, my man, Chris Muskie Muscolino. What's up, buddy? Like the haircut, Miguel, for all the Crack House people out there. Give Mike some props for that beautiful haircut. I wish I had hair like that. Yeah, I got a lollipop with it. It was good. Got my little <laughs> summer cut going. Um what's going on uh nothing much had some i did like four spots this week at broadway comedy club uh it was a good time a bunch of guys i used to work with showed up the other night i want to thank them for showing up bobby frank pd uh pedro dennis dennis brought his son great time uh the show wasn't that great unfortunately okay i wasn't i wasn't on but uh Hopefully, hopefully next time, if they come again, it'll be uh, a little bit better. But, yeah, the crowd wasn't that great. And, uh, you know, everybody struggled, I guess, that night. No uh, chattering Russian girls in the front. No, there was no Ukrainian girls this time. Um, It was just I don't know. It was just like, you know, the crowd was a little bit cold. But, uh, you know, I can't blame them. It's it's usually me sometimes, too. So. You can only blame a little bit. I mean, I did the the 11 o'clock show was just half the size of the nine o'clock and they were just like twice as drunk, which was funny because like that, that's when people just start like yelling shit out. They think they're helping you and they're not. If you go to a comedy club and you're drunk, don't yell out. Don't yell at the guy on stage. Maybe you could be like Kramer, right? When he yelled at the black dudes in the audience. Yeah, I think that would help me. That would help my career, I think. (laughs) There's a there's a lot of YouTube videos you can actually go on and, and like see comics either beating the shit out of people or like getting beat up. There's one guy, man, the guy like starts heckling him. He goes back at him and the guy takes like a rocks glass from his seat and wings it at the guy and hits him like right in the like stomach. And you just hear the guy go, ooh, <laughs> as he hits the ground. There's another famous one. I think, too, it's in Canada. The guy's like what a comedian playing a guitar and a guy comes to like rush the stage and he gives him the old Jeff. For cherry. No, he gives he gives him the old Jeff Jarrett. He hits (laughs) this guy right in the head with the guitar, like knocks him out. And people like and then you would think the crowd would be on the comedian side. Like you saw this guy coming on stage and everyone in the crowd just turns on the guy like why did you do that to him why he's like but you saw him come to the stage you're like no you shouldn't have done that <laughs> yeah the whole yeah you could just go like down a, a youtube rabbit hole on that and, and and watch all these crazy videos of like comedians either getting assaulted there's one i saw where the comic takes like the mic stand and starts whipping it around on it the guy rushes the stage after the show and he just picks up the mic stand and starts flailing it at the guy. And they start throwing punches. It's it's bizarre sometimes. I don't know. It's like one of the only entertainment mediums where people think they 
they can be like part of the show whenever they want. It's very odd. Yeah, man, it happens in the music business. I mean, I've seen a couple of shows, you know, at least um, where I've read about shows, rock shows, where I guess, you know, same deal. I remember Strummer. Uh, I read a story about Strummer where he basically, I guess, one of the guys would rush the stage and he took he took the uh, the microphone and stand and popped the kid in the face. He felt yeah. horrible afterwards, but I think there's been a couple of situations with Motley Crue, same deal. You know, people getting out of control, but um yeah, but I think that's more like I don't think they're mad at them. I think they just want to be like, I want to well, jump off the stage or something well, like back that. What you were saying before and like, you know, what happened a couple of weeks ago, you know, with Will Smith, it's like you kind of really don't know. I mean, are they coming up to hug you? Are they coming up to assault you? I mean, there's a million yeah. things that could happen at that point, Mike. So I, I, I don't know. Ah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Life goes I, on. I mean, yeah, exactly. But anyway, though, I had I have a great time. I had a great time at Broadway. I saw a couple of uh, people I knew there, a couple of old friends. So I had a I had a really uh, good time. I got a couple more shows next week. Nice. I'll announce them. Um, other than that, thing, uh, about the, the movie quotes later on in the show. But I was going to pull out an old hot tub time machine uh, quote where he's talking about it's not me. It's you. You know, and he gets stabbed in the in the eye with the yeah. fork. You know, yeah. I'm but, sure. Uh, I'm sure it'll get better for you. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, everyone goes through it. It builds character. That's how I look at it. it builds character. <laughs> you got to earn your stripes. Um, but uh, thank you, Broadway Comedy Club. I've I've had a good time so far. Um, what was we gonna talk? Oh, Philip Baker Hall died. Yeah, the Philip A. guy was 90 years old. One of the most iconic kind of character actors that was around. The guy was in a ton of movies. I think he had like a 60 year career, but his career really didn't take off until the guy like hit like his 50s. And he became this character actor like he was in uh, Magnolia with Tom Cruise, uh, Boogie Nights, uh, famous that we'll get into one off character of the investigator bookman on Seinfeld. One of the funniest episodes <laughs> that people love. Um, but yeah, the guy was just in a zillion different things and uh, he passed 90 years old. Uh, Godspeed, Philip Baker Hall. He played a kid toucher, right? Magno, I think he was a kid toucher. He was. He was in the Truman Show, I think. Talented Mr. Ripley made an appearance. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Almighty. Um, those are the ones I think I remember the most. Yeah, the guy just he was one of those guys that just popped up in a movie and we're like, oh, it's him. He showed up in that that uh, Aflac movie, Argo, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I don't have his IMDB in front of me. No, I don't either, but I'm just trying to I'm trying to go by. That wasn't a bad movie, but then I heard the whole story was just complete bullshit. I don't know how true that is. Oh, man i mean it was interesting. no like it happened but yeah, I, yeah. I i i think they they really took liberties with they the story the story there's no yeah. question about it i mean um but i mean it was pretty interesting i mean you know listen i think those guys for what it's worth they're our age you know brilliant guys both him and, and damon you know writing the screenplays that they did you know affleck maybe not so much affleck but damon's iq is off the charts you know so i give those guys a lot of credit you know, I guess the one time I saw them, I got really good seats at a Yankee Red Sox game, like in the late 90s when I was working in the brokerage business. And they were front row. They were like front row, like right behind the Red Sox dugout. And I was maybe about 10 rows. 
and towards the end of the game, I, I guess it was a blowout. I forgot who won the game. It, it could have been either one. I, I don't remember, but they were standing there and they were getting heckled and they were just going back and forth with like maybe 10 or 15 of us. And dude, these guys were getting lambasted. And, and to their credit, they both hung in there and they were screaming back at us. And they were pretty witty. You know, it's usually like, you know, tail between your legs and you fly, you know, because you're a celebrity and you don't want to get into it. But they hung in there for about 15, 20 minutes and they were going back. Well, I shouldn't say that long. It was maybe about five minute exchange where, and it wasn't like, you know, your typical F you that, you know, it was, it was pretty interesting stuff. People were like screaming at, they were shouting stuff, you know, like making fun of their careers and stuff. I think Affleck at the time was dating JLo or something. And um, it was a pretty interesting uh, exchange. But um, eh, listen, Philip Baker Hall, pretty good career. 90 years old, good life. You know, I mean, can't ask yeah. much more for that. Yeah, like we were uh, talking about one of the best one-off characters. He played uh, Bookman on Seinfeld. And we were talking about what are like the best one-off characters that have been around and i don't know who you came up with i have like two or three but uh i'll let you go first because i really didn't think too much of it uh i looked it up you know i had to look it up because i wasn't sure how many but all right we talked about the soup nazi yeah was a one-off character Mm -hmm. he does show up though in the finale episode okay but they consider him a one-off character for that I think Soup Nazi is one of the, you know, it's it's up there. When you talk Seinfeld episode, you'll talk about Bookman. You'll talk about Soup Nazi, uh, the the contest episode. So Soup Nazi is definitely up there. Here's another one for the Soprano fans. Valerie, the Russian interior oh, the decorator. Russian, yeah. yeah, I would. Bring one up there. episode. He's up Put there. The remote control. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. Universal remote. <laughs> <laughs> uh the soup nazis up there um yeah Va- valerie i thought was on more i thought he was on like two episodes but no, no, no. great great i mean uh, how about country mac and it's always uh always sunny in philadelphia yeah country mac is up there i never got into sunny though i would watch it very sporadic i still watch it sporadically i, I might watch like one episode seasons. a year yeah 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 and I mean, this, but the show's a hit. They're what? Twenty. That guy Charlie's hysterical, man. Fifteen. What, what's the show? Fifteen, sixteen years in. Easy. And still, they got that show off a contest, man. FX, because the show originated, I think, on FX. FX had a contest of create your own show, like send us a pilot, a homemade pilot. They right. won. Danny DeVito was one of the guys running the contest. That's why he produced. That's why he's on the show. He produced the show. He loves these guys. And that's why he's on the show. When he's something funny, not Charlie, but the other guy, I think he ended up buying an English football club, a soccer team. He's like part owner is like in a second division, you know, soccer club in England. And apparently, you know, he gets, I guess from the, the shittier clubs in the top tier, of, of English football yeah. always bothering him to buy, you know, to buy the team. Cause apparently he's a great owner. Him and this other guy ended up sharing it. They bought like a minor, like what would the equivalent be here in America of like an equivalent of a minor league baseball team. Okay. But, um, he's probably a fantastic owner. He's a great Oh, who's that? Rob McElhaney. Yeah. Rob McElhaney or whatever his name is. The chick's funny too. That Listen, I thought the whole that's thing- his wife. Yeah. yeah I just, um, Caitlin Olson people, 
I hear people all the time talk about how she gets snubbed. She I does. think every year for uh, Emmy Award consideration. I don't think she's ever been nominated or whatever. And people talk about the seasons that she's had on that show rival like some of the greatest female comedic actors of our time that have won she's Emmy okay, Awards. Man. She's, she's funny. She's funny. There's certain, you know, there's certain female co- comedians and just comedians in general. I just I feel like they get overrated. Like, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but Ellen DeGeneres to me is not funny. You know, I much rather there's a character actor. She's a tall blonde woman. I think she's an LBGT type person. I think she's a million times funnier. She was oh, Jane Walmart. Lynch. Yeah, Jane Lynch. She is hysterical. And I would take her. Role models time. is one of the most. I think that's another one up there with like grandma's boy. as just one of those hysterical. under under the radar flicks. She was you know? in Talladega Nights. She plays. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. She plays the mother. She, she, yeah, Jane Lynch. You if you if you ask me to choose between Ellen DeGeneres and that woman, Janet Lynch or Jennifer Lynch, whatever her name is, I would take her a million times. I think she's hysterical, that woman. Well, um, I think, too. When it comes to like Ellen, Ellen is like elite. Ellen's like Oprah. She's got like Oprah type. Money. I mean, she's just so rich. I just feel like she's, she but she's detached too, man. She became, she, listen, her stand up got her where she was, where she is. Right. But now she's like, like, dude, she's, she's another one, probably worth just hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Easy. She's Easy. detached. I mean, it finally came out. That she was like this somewhat evil person to work for. And right. I, I noticed this with a lot of these celebrities. Whenever you read, like whenever, whenever the hammer drops on them, like behind the scenes of a show, it's always like the same thing. You can't address them and you can't look in their eyes. Or like they freak out and fire people. <laughs> it's always those same like two things. It's always like, don't look or any. They said Howard Stern's the same way. You cannot look at him. If you're in the hallways of Sirius and you work on the same floor as his show and you work on that floor, you're, you're not supposed to look at him in the face yes, or make eye contact. I've seen enough talent, uh, po- you know, famous people I've rubbed elbows with. I'm sure you have too in all our stories. They can go scratch, you know, and, and you know what it is, Mike, is I'm getting older and you know, maybe the old adage is as you get older, you know, you give shit less. It doesn't daze me, man. You know, I would look him right in the eye. I, I couldn't give a rat's ass about how it's. Oh, no, no, no. I, you're exactly right. But it, it it always seems like it's almost that same type of story whenever you hear about these right, celebrities to the employees and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If they, it, yeah. If it comes out like they treat their staff like shit. And then it's always like, don't look them in the eye. Don't talk to them. Don't address them. So. Whatever. Uh. What else did we have? We did it. All right. Best TV character. Oh, what else was up there? Frank Grimes on The Simpsons, which that was probably one of the last Simpsons episodes I ever saw about 20 years ago. You don't watch I, Simpsons, man? I do not watch it anymore. You still watch that show? I usually turn it around around the Halloween episode. You know, usually I'll catch the Halloween. I, episode I just every don't. Year. I mean, I'm not like a, a regular viewer of it, but my Uncle George is a big fan of the show. I like it. I mean, I'm not like the type of I don't, guy that yeah, I, yeah, I watch it every week, but I'll catch an episode here and there. And I definitely tune in every year for the Halloween show. Treehouse I, just, Horror. I just didn't care. I, I just didn't care. I just gave up and because you know what it is, too. That's a show where it's like, all right, you could shut that show off for five years. There's no storyline. No, not every episode is different every week. That's the only good thing. about. That's one of the best things about a lot of the cartoon shows there's usually not a storyline like i watch um 
One of the funniest cartoons I've seen in a while I got into last year. I picked up like, I mean, I guess it was during the pandemic. You ever watch Rick and Morty? I've seen like trailers for it. I mean, it's I- your kids probably watched it. It's a some of the jokes are going to go over their heads. It's it's kind of like a uh, dirtier version of Back to the Future with Doc and Marty. Doc, the guy that plays Doc is kind of his grandfather. It's the kid's grandfather. And he's like this raging alcoholic, mad scientist. They just keep bouncing around to like different universes. Hmm. And it's 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 a pretty funny show. I I, I won't do it justice trying to explain it, but it's very funny. The guy, the whoever created it. Great show. Great show. I'm not huge into the animated series like that. Texas show King of the Hill. I wasn't a big fan of back in the 90s. I I think that wasn't a bad. That was another show. You gave it a few seasons and then it was like, whatever. South. I haven't watched South Park in ages. South Park is hysterical, but everyone still says it. It's the best show ever that came out. The best animated show probably ever to come out because they haven't you know, like dipped in their quality. Those guys just they don't give a shit. They do their own thing. If they hate something on the left, they're going to hate something on the left. They hate something on the right. They hate something on the right. Yeah, the I think equal guys, opportunity that yeah. what I think that's what makes that show great is their equal opportunity of just going after everybody. Yeah, well, I agree. And I tell you what, I don't think they're cancelable. I like you said, I don't think they give a shit. Those guys who, who oh, are- they got so much money, man. They could they could do like a pay per view by week. They could probably just start their own channel if they wanted to, and uh, people would follow them. So, no, I agree, Mike. I agree. Yeah, those are guys, hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, I mean, come show, on, Mr. Hand, freaking uh, the chef, um, so <sighs> many characters, the Christmas poo. <laughs> The Tom Cruise episode come out of the closet. Yeah, that was always that. That's... I mean, there's so many good episodes throughout the year. I mean, they've attacked Scientology, you know, and no macho. I'm not a Scientologist. I know he, uh, our friend macho who comes on the show here and there, uh, is like, I'm praising Scientology. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. I, I, I thought that Cruise did a great job. I thought he's a little wacky, but no, I'm not a Scientologist. And no, I don't condone that. <laughs> Just want to throw it out there, macho. And yes, he's, I do believe in UFOs. Just he's he's but. gone clear. He's gone clear. <laughs> he had his. What did you what do they check your beta ray or whatever? the? You hold the two. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you hold the two things like this. No, right? I don't subscribe to Zeno Macho. <laughs> Zeno in the in the volcano. I'm not a Faden. <laughs> you don't have what is it? Negative NPs. Is it NPs? Negative people. <laughs> I don't have these MPs. You have to get rid of the MPs. I watched the Leanne Rimes uh, documentary. Yeah. Oh, Leah Remini's uh, thing. She's a rat. She ratted ratted them all out. (laughs) Well, family's a bunch of rats. Whole family's rats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like that was just. Listen, you left, you left. Here's all I know about Scientology from watching. I watched a couple of her episodes. I watched her getting interviewed by Rogan. HBO had that great documentary about it. It just seems if you're in Scientology and you're super loaded, you're going to have you get like if you're Tom Cruise rich, it's awesome. If you're not Tom Cruise rich and you're not famous, it sucks. 
I subscribe to what Macho believes. I think it's kind of a scam. That's just my belief, you know. Oh, it's definitely a scam. Dude, the guy that wrote it wrote science. I'm sure he'll come after us, but, you know, the reality of it is, you know, the deep dive that I did on it was, look, it was introduced in the 50s by L. Ron Hubbard. He wrote Dianetics. Um, He came up with a story, you know, based in science fiction. He was a science fiction writer. He was in the military. They debunked some of his military service, like that they kind of do in canon, you know, in canon. And listen, the the argument against you know debunking this and calling it a scam is people point out Christianity and other religions as well, and say, hey, listen, you know what? You can point the same thing at these things. So you know why are you picking on Scientology? I kind of differ. Maybe I'm biased. I'm a Christian and what have you. But so the deep dive I did was it was in in the fifties. He wrote Dianetics. This guy Musgrave, who's the president and the the leader of it, he's been around for about 30, 40 years. Interesting. His wife mysteriously disappeared about 15 years ago. And there's been no doings or whatever the hell happened to her. Kind of like, you know, that whole thing with the Tiger King guy and, and, and the husband. So, like, if you do a deep dive on Musgrove, he's kind of like a, he's an interesting, weird character. And there's some potential criminal misdoings with him in the sense that the wife appeared, well, yeah. you know, like 15 years ago. But go ahead, Mike. Yeah, he was big, too, with the push to get the church made nonprofit too. That was, that was, that was his big push. And he got that. Once he got that made, it was like the gloves were off, man. They, they, they got a license to print money at that point. And I guess where macho came up with, you know, the sense where I was praising Scientology is Scientology is synonymous with, with Tom Cruise. And what they did at some point was they got these celebrities involved. Yeah. I guess to, you know, make sure that the visibility of, of, of the thing was out there. And it's to the point now, like, you know, they were saying or, you know, theorizing that if Tom Cruise ever came out and said, this is all bullshit, you know, I was duped. Oh, was, yeah, it would crumble. It would be the end. It would be the end of Scientology as you know it. That's how big he is, you know, in in in, in, in that, you know, in that realm. Um, I think Travolta would be pretty bad, but Cruise would be it would be crushing for that. Dude, for that like time. you look at that whole John Travolta thing. His one kid kind of like died because of the way he believed in science, like no medicine and no getting his kid checked out and everything. The kid had issues and the poor kid, his kids died very young. I think like 17 or 18 or whatever. Right. The kid died. And then his what wife was, died a few years later. What I was saying on the last episode, you know, is that what they believe is that people get messed up when they're born. And they have stuff that kind of jams up their mind. So what they have is like this auditing process that makes you clear, makes you focused. And um, I guess like when he, when Tom Cruise had all that negative pop, you know, publicity with jumping on the couch with Oprah, like he raged against psychi- psychi- psychiatric, uh, you know, help and stuff and medicines. And he called the whole, you know, whole realm of psychiatry bullshit. Because I guess in, in oh, that's way, when he went at it with Brooke Shields. That's right. On the Today Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he's claiming is it's all, you know, their 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 idea of it is that it's all a scam to get you to be on drugs that, you know, make the pharmaceutical companies profitable. And you can kind of clear this up, you know, with, I guess, their process, which is, you know, the whole, you know, the Ponzi scheme theory that goes on with Scientology. But wow. so it's interesting. I don't know, man. You ever drive by that main building in, Dude, in LA? LA? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. I drove by it like, wow. Allegedly, Must... down in Clearwater, Florida, it's even you. It's even bigger than the one in LA. And Clearwater, uh-huh. Clearwater, Florida is supposed to be ground zero for Scientology. 
you know, you I got, got stopped one time work. Dude, I was in uniform in Times Square. They used to have a building. OK, I don't know if they still have it. This is like in the mid 90s, I guess, mid to late 90s. And I was just standing in front of this and the guy wanted me to come in in, in my uniform to go get audited. I was like, no, nah, that's OK, man. Handed <laughs> me literature. I'm like. Get the fuck out of here. Are you with Henry Hill and Macho or no? No, I was never there. I wasn't there for the Henry Hill incident. <laughs> I just heard the story and I saw one of the pictures. Gotcha. 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 I mean, I think we were going to talk about uh, best movie quotes at all time. And we'll go into that in a little bit. But uh, mm. how about uh, I missed it last night, but I, the McCartney show went off. And uh, there were, dude, I was going to call you, but I didn't think you'd make the drive out there. They had supposedly there was a lot of tickets that were not sold. Yeah, man. I just I was working and I just couldn't I get think it out. started at like one hundred and sixty. I would. I want to see him, man. You know, I I talked about it months ago and it just. The day sucked, you know, last week and I was busy like every well, day. Well, did you did you read the paper? Yeah. About the show? Yeah. Do you saw who else went on with him? Yeah, it was Bon Jovi, Bruce. Bon Jovi, Bruce. Yeah. So well, nah, it sucked, man. I nah, knew he was going to No, happen. he'll do it again. He'll be he'll be around again. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we got to get out to a show one of these days. Besides me coming out to see your comedy shows, got, we, we, we got to do a concert. Um, there's the so, Lumineers are playing eight blocks away from me right now. Let me tell you something for those that don't know in, in Mike's area, Forest Hills, that stadium is unbelievable. They have a concert it's now, like spots. they have a concert. I mean, if you go online, man, there's a shit ton. I'm thinking about going to see who's playing. Bill Burr is playing, I think, in August. I might go know, see man. him. Maybe we'll, now. maybe we'll go together and bring the wives. And I know, there. um. But, but, but who just played? Oh, uh, not. Yeah. Was it Roger Daltrey? No, I saw Roger Daltrey. Um, Robert Plant actually just played here like two weeks ago, two or three weeks. Going back to Bill uh, Burr, uh, Burr for a second. I always mix his name up with Bill Barr, the old Trump eight, uh, attorney general. Yeah. So like when I see like, you know, things of like uh, uh, Barr is uh, disputing the January 6th interpretation mm. of Trump. And I'm like. Wait a second. What, what what is this comedian you know mm -hmm. talking about mm -hmm. like this 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 political event for? So I always mix the two up. But I would be down to see that. Yeah, there's a whole. I mean, I know there's a ton of concerts coming up there the whole summer. Pretty much, I think every weekend is booked. I saw the Dropkick Murphys there a couple of times. Man, a great show. Uh, yeah. Usually they hit that place. Great acoustics, and it just reminds you of like walking into like an old English village, like in the middle. You know, it's got like that whole like little. Um... <laughs> well, that's a guy. I forget the guy's name. It was a German dude who designed that. He's also one of the guys that helped design Central Park. OK, that designed that area. And uh, yeah, that's that stadium was dormant for years. Like they actually played the U.S. Open there for many years. Then it just went si uh, dead and they didn't have anything there. And then within like the last 10 years or so, man, they just started picking it up with like tons and tons of concerts and it, it's it's a great but you're sitting on like cement too yeah remember like you're sitting on like a cement bleacher for two hours no problem with it man it's such a great experience i mean i love that little uh you know when you walk into it it looks like a an english festival like out of the uh come on eileen video you remember that come yeah. on eileen and like the little dwarf running around and little person i'm sorry i don't want to offend anybody um but uh i have no problem with with, with the with the seats Great acoustics. Yeah, the big and, uh, you know what it is too. The big draw for that is like you just jump on the, the Long Island Railroad is and you're a right block there. away from the stadium. 
So wherever you're going, the spot in Huntington, kind of like that. It's not, it's not as cool as far as the outdoor area and openness of it. Yeah. This place called the Paramount in in Huntington. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know plenty of guys that have seen shows there. They love it. And they get good shows there too, man. It's not like small acts, you know. They get decent sized acts. Well, who's been doing? Kevin James, I know, has been doing his stand up there. He's doing like a Billy Joel thing, I think, like once a month, doing uh shows. He's a big Long Island guy. He's my mm-hmm. fraternity, that guy. Did I, did I ever tell you that story? No. So he, Kevin James is a Pi Lambda Phi from Cortland University. And Cortland University is upstate New York. You know, back in the early 90s, my fraternity, we would go on road trips, you know, to other colleges to see our fraternity brothers. Okay. Rowdy was, we, we weren't going to see them. We were going to party. And yeah. make a long story short, Cortland University is one of the best party schools in New York State, if not the best party school. Yeah, it is. I always thought like Oneonta owned owned the top. Good. We went to Albany. Uh, we went to Oneonta. We went to Binghamton, which is another good spot. But um, Cortland, make a long story short, we went up on a on a road trip one year, and they got this big yellow tent in the middle of a field. It looks like Woodstock, mm-hmm. and everybody's partying and they're doing keg stands and stuff. Make a long story short. I see this fat fool doing keg stands in the middle of the tent. And we're laughing at this guy like, who the hell is he? Flash forward to about five, six years later, I get, I put on my TV and King of New York is on or whatever it is, Queen of New York or King King of Queens or whatever it King is. King of Queens, yeah, yeah, King yeah. of Queens, right? Okay. And I'm like, I know this guy. I've seen this guy. And sure enough, I called a fraternity brother of mine. I'm like, turn the show on. This is a new show. Doesn't this guy look familiar? So he's like, yeah, yeah, it looks like the guy that was doing the keg stands at Cortland all those years ago. And, um, you know, we do a deep dive on the guy. And lo and behold, he's a fraternity brother of ours. Never got to speak to him, but he was making ass out of himself, you know, 25, 30 years ago in Cortland University. <laughs> um, probably one of the biggest guys, you know, I guess on Long Island, you know, right now, you know, him and Mick Foley, right? You know, Mankind. Yeah, Mick Foley. Yeah, who? I mean, obviously, I'd say Billy Joel's numero uno. Billy Joel, you got D. Snyder, right? Billy Joel, I say, is the numero uno Long Island guy. Absolutely, absolutely. Boomer Esiason, maybe number two. He's up there. D. Snyder is probably up there. You know, I've actually run into him. You know, he's he's all over the place. You know, my buddy Fred has run into him too in a gym. I'm just trying to think of, you know, guys. Yeah, doesn't who was telling me D Snyder used to do a show, a radio show in Philly, and he still loved it. He was still mm-hmm. living on Long Island at the time. Absolutely. Um, I, mean, <coughs> I want to get technical. Uh, what's a face? Uh, the comedian. What's a face? Um, Rosie O'Donnell's Long Island. Rosie O'Donnell. She's from Comac. Um, those would probably be the biggest uh, personalities that I can think of. Oh, Mariah Carey. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, she's from Huntington. Um, actually, I think a buddy of mine who was in, I went to St. John's with, went to school with her. Uh, BK, Brian Kelly, if you're watching it. And uh, I remember him telling me some stories. Um, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry, how can you forget Jerry? Jerry, right. Alec, but the Baldwins. Baldwins, yeah. Massapequa, Pride. That's right. Um just trying to think who else. <laughs> yeah, you got to. I mean, you probably get into ball players and ball players. Frank Cattle now right. from Smithtown. Uh, public enemy. Chuck D. 
Absolutely. Chuck D. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. Where did Flavor Flav grow up? I don't even know. I think they're all from Hempstead. All of them? Yeah. You could throw uh, oh, uh, Run DMC's Hollis. They're Hollis, right? I think the Fat Boys of Valley Stream, which is technically Nassau. Um, De La Soul is not, uh, Long Island. Myself in. Right. <laughs> what happened to those guys? Didn't oh, one of those guys' kids played went pro. Really? I think one of the, a plug. I forget which plug. One of their kids is playing like I think he's playing Division One, if not got drafted. Oh, oh, I mean, athletes, we can go back to athletes for a second. Wayne Corbett. Um, you got Frank Catalanato. Wayne Corbett's uh, Long Island? Yeah, Hofstra, Hofstra kid. Oh, that's right. For some reason, I always assume I, I associate him with Rutgers. He probably, no, no, I think he, no, he was nah, a Hofstra kid. Yeah. Hofstra kid. You know, those would be the biggest uh, people. I'm sure we're missing somebody, you know, if. If you guys watching the episode, just throw it in the uh, in, in in Mike's Twitter feed, uh, the crack the crack house feed on Twitter, or hit one of us up with you know guys that we missed. Yeah, try. Yeah, who else? Ba, 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 ba. Long Island guys, Long Island dudes. I don't know. We mentioned a lot. I mean, we gave it a nice Eddie Murphy, That's Roosevelt, nice. right? Howard Stern. I thought he was born in Brooklyn. He's another one. He might have been born in Brooklyn, but I think he was raised Long Island. Stern. Howard Stern, we Stern, forgot. Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman. Um, let's try. I, I know we're missing somebody. Uh, Michael Fox, Michael J's Fox's wife, I think. Oh, you know uh, that comedian there, like uh, Ken Marino. He's a Long Island dude. He's a Long Island dude. He's another guy. He shows up in role models. Wait, 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 wait a second. You know, do you yeah. have a warrant or something? Stop right there. <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to think who else we're missing. We're definitely missing people out there. John Edward, the uh, the psychic. Oh, that guy's a boob. <laughs> John Tesh. John Tesh is a Long Island guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 a Long Island dude. Uh, I don't know. Bill O'Reilly. I mean, if you want to get political, Debbie Gibson, Billy Crystal. Oh yeah, that's right. Billy Crystal's a Long Beach kid. Francesa right. and Russo. Francesa, right. Um. Craig Biggio, Sue Bird. That's right. Uh, Jim Brown back in the day. My father, my, my father-in-law played against him. He was a lacrosse guy, Jim Brown, in addition to uh, a football guy. He played really? against him in, uh, in, in Maryland. I think he went to school, played, played lacrosse against him. Steve Buscemi is from Valley Stream. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you a throwback. I don't know if you want to call him famous or not. Joey Buttafuoco. Buttafuoco. <laughs> whatever happened to him? We got to do a deep dive and find out whatever happened to him. How about going back to the psychics for a second? Teresa, whatever her name is. Caputo. Ah, she's another boob. Francis Ford Coppola. Godfather. What? Yeah. Great. I, neck. I didn't know that. Great neck. And the movie, I actually, I guess, where Sonny was killed, you know, was uh, the, you know, the Jones Beach thing. Yeah. Uh. Harry Chapman, I'm thinking. Uh, oh, Harry Chapin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy who wrote Jurassic Park. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Crichton. Yep. Michael Crichton. Tony Danza. Judd Apatow. 
I think he's from Kansas, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, city. Judd Apatow? No, no, no. I'm thinking Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's a Kansas City guy. Apatow is a Long Island kid. Tony Danza. So he's yeah, he's Brooklyn and then raised on Long Island. Going back to athletes for a second. Doctor J, Jumbo Elliott. Uh, oh, what's her face? The Sopranos chick, um, Edie Valco. Oh yeah, she's like Huntington, right, or something. Yep, yep. Um, Amy Fisher, Jerry Cooney, the Great White Hope. Bingo. My grandparents met him on a cruise ship all those years ago. Um, I'm just trying to think. I think we hit a. Oh, Steve Guttenberg, Police Academy. The Goot. Melissa Joan Hart, uh, the, uh, the the bewitched woman. She's she's actually from Smithtown, where, where where we live now. Um, oh. Billy Idol was born in England, but I think he moved to, to, to Long Island when he was very young. I think he lived in Patchogue. That's like throwing what's his face his name in there. Chris Jericho, the wrestler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I'm just trying to think anybody else that we're missing. I'm sure we're going to hear from people. Listen, I'm sure we missed a whole bunch of super famous people, but we're running out of time, so. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Let it go. Let it go. Hit me up. Hit Chris up. Let us know. I'm already. Um, so let us know what's going on. Ralph With that, Macchio and LL Cool J. We'll oh, yeah. There. Ralph. Ma LL Cool J. Right. And the March wax on wax off. <laughs> wow. We're, we're uh, running out of time here, Mike. All we right. Get to all the things that we did that we wanted. Yeah. To Hit some plugs and let's get the hell out of here. Time flies when you're having fun, gentlemen and ladies out there. Uh, DJ Chris Clash, uh, booked for the rest of the summer pretty much. www.djchrisclash.com. Hit up Jay Cristiano, Cardinal Financial, 4215, promo code 844-442-7334. And lastly, Tommy Devitt's five-star shopping by Tommy, 917-559-8264. Take it away, Mike. Um, you can check uh, check out Jack at I Can Paint, Pat Dixon, New York City Crime Report, uh, Notorious NYC, the podcast I do with him on the Locals Network. And I will be March, June 27th, 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Broadway Comedy Club. Go to broadwaycomedyclub.com for tickets. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace out, everybody.